Hey, it's Alan Carter. Here's what's coming up on the podcast today. Let me just get up on this painted pony and round and round we go again in the province of Ontario. Let's get to it. How's it going? I'm just checking my dictionary. I'm just checking some definitions. The defs. I like to, I like to, you know, I like to expand my vocabulary. If you're a regular listener to this program, uh, you probably already know that I like a, I like a $12 word here and there. Here's a word that I like to just define because I use it a lot. And I thought, well, let me just check the definition. The definition, I'm going to give you the definition and then you tell me what the word is. Here's the definition. The technique or practice of responding to an accusation or difficult question by making a counter-accusation or raising a different issue. That is the definition, and the word is whataboutism. Well, what about that thing over there? Because that is what we saw in the province of Ontario from the DOFO show yesterday. The Doug Ford Show, again back on today at 1 o'clock. Stay with us here on Global News Radio. We'll keep that going for you. Get the details, all of the whatabout-isms that will come up today. What is going on in the province of Ontario? Over the course of this next hour, it is your chance to talk, your chance to weigh in and talk about the lockdown. Is the lockdown too hard? Too soft or pure Goldilocks? Just right. I don't think there's a whole lot of people, not the pundits at least, who are calling it as just right. We have a lot of voices on either side, too hard, too soft. Where do you stand? What do you think of the Ford government's response here as the case counts continue to surge up up and away. Is the Ford government response bunch of yahoos or absolute champions? Which side of that coin are you? The Dofo Show, again, 1 o'clock today. And you know he's going to play the hits. He is. He's going to play the hits. He might He might throw down a yahoo or a champion, a shake your head. Table. Everything's on the table right now, so everything's we, on the table. You say you're considering this, everything's on the table, but the time... Is running out here. Well, Laura, everything's on the, on the table. Maybe everything will just be on the table. We could have that. Of course, yesterday we know what he put on the table, and I'm going to dig right into that. But Doug Ford, if you have been watching the Premier for these last nine, ten months, and God bless you if you have, you, <laughs> I don't know why you would. I mean, I'd do it because I get paid to do it. I mean, my whole day revolves around what Doug Ford says at 1 o'clock. I know. I know you pity me, and you should. But this is what he does. What he does, he comes out, and you get a little bit of, you get a little bit of the praise. You got some condemnation, so you got your absolute champions. Then you move into your bunch of yahoos, give your head a shake, and so on and so forth. You scare them, and then you lift them up. It reminds me... Of a preacher, I spent a lot of my youth in church listening to the preachers, and it really it struck me as I thought about this that it was it's very similar to what you would get in a sermon where you'd get a you'd get a full blast of the Old Testament fire and brimstone, 
you know, all of the, you know, it, the plagues and all of the bad things, and you're going to get swallowed by a whale and all the rest. Just, you know, eye for an eye and, you know, and Job and, you know, all of that. And some, Lot's wife will turn to a pillar of salt, and then you put it on your, on your salad. After that, the after that, then before the sermon wraps up, and if you know, if you were like me, that was about I seemed like about six hours. Man, those things went on forever. Then the preacher would at the end go New Testament, go hard to the New Testament, go G- John three sixteen right there. You know, God so loved the world, everlasting life, yada yada. Take your pillar of salt, head home, get a pot roast. That's Sunday. That is that was Sunday in my world, and it really, it, it kind of Doug Ford kind of reminds me of a preacher. You, you know, you got the fire and the brimstone. So it's going to be your chance over the next this this course of this next hour to really tell me what you think and what you perceive. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna start though. I'll give you the phone number in just a second. Uh, Mary Feely, by the way, is producing uh, this week. Mary uh, and I actually went to Ryerson together. So she knows me from way, way back. She knows that I am completely full of it, and probably more than most people do. But she also knows, <laughs> thank you, Kawhi, she also knows that I, I can handle what you got to tell me. If you want to call me and tell me I'm totally wrong and I'm totally way off base and... Quit with the funny voices, even though you think they're funny secretly. You can call them. She'll put you on. She knows. She knows. She knows. She'll put you on. But before we get to those calls, I want to tell you what I see. What I see in the province of Ontario uh, is one of those carousels, you know, the merry-go-round. Because you're on one of the painted ponies, and it just kind of goes up and down and round and round. And as it goes around, you hear all of the calls from the medical officials and the hospital association and the doctors and said, do something! Do something, please! And then Doug Ford, after a while, says, okay, well, here, I'll, there's a partial measures portion of what you've asked for. Here, I'll do that. And then the Painted Pony goes around one more time, and we get right back to where we were again. Do something! Up and down, and then a partial uh, measure. And we've seen it time and time again. Lather, rinse, repeat. And that communication style from Yahoo to Champion and back again. It provides entertainment value. There's no two ways about it. I mean, I dine out on it daily here on this radio program. Clips from Doug Ford. And there's obviously a real entertainment value, but it, it masks the real issues. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of not having clear communication. Too slow, not clear, not consistent. We're at a point now where people need that more than anything else. They need it more than the DOFO show. Let's begin with the big flaw. The big flaw in what we heard from Doug Ford on Monday. Because we began the day with this frightening modeling information. And then... 
Doug Ford came out, and as I said, here here he is as we go around in the carousel. Yes, here's what we're going to do. Action. A full lockdown. But not until the 26th. And I'm struck, I was struck by that immediately. The first thing I thought was, this is an admission on the part of the government that nobody's going to listen. Uh, we're all going to do whatever we want to do for Christmas. We're all going to get together. We're going to do whatever we're going to do for the next couple of days. And we're all going to get together at Christmas and do whatever we feel like we should do. Whatever. Uh, and then, that, then they'll bring the lock in after that. That's just an admission of defeat. That was kind of what I thought immediately. But then I thought, it, it's more than that, though. It's a silent approval for you to do exactly what you want to do at Christmas. Listen to this. This is Margaret McNeil, McNeil an associate professor at the U of T's Dalalana School of Public Health, quoted in the Toronto Star. Quote, Margaret McNeil. McNeil, I'll get her name right. Trust me, an associate professor. Quote, I think it is a message that is almost giving permission for people to go out and do the holiday things they might have been planning on doing without a full lockdown, so I think it is problematic. And that is precisely the conclusion I came to yesterday. Not only is it an admission of failure that the communication up until now to stay home and stay within your own family group and don't get together, that that's not working because whatever, oh, well, you're going to do it, Joe, whatever you're going to do. And it's just this kind of, well, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I mean, we're saying one thing, but we mean something else. And the Ontario Hospital Association, after it heard this announcement yesterday, it was calling, remember, it was calling for much more stringent, tough guidelines, tough restrictions. And what the OHA said was, starting on the 26th, it was, quote, surprised and disappointed that the Premier had made this decision. And we knew going into the weekend that they were thinking about the 24th, doing it on Christmas Eve, but then we come out of Cabinet and know it's on the 26th. So, Doug Ford, here is the question, point blank, why? Why, Doug, are we waiting until the 26th? We've seen in the grey area that uh, businesses are locked down and uh, we want to give the same opportunities to businesses that haven't experienced a, a, a lockdown before, and there's a tremendous amount of them across the province. Give them the opportunity to uh, get ready and get ready to hunker down. We can't do it overnight and leave these people with the inventory, uh, especially the restaurants with food inventory. We, we need to give them an opportunity to uh, get this done, and this will carry on till uh, January. It is Doug Ford with an answer that doesn't make a lick of sense. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Remember, Doug Ford came out on Friday and said, stay tuned, on Monday I'll have a very important announcement on the Doug Ford Show. And then he comes on the Doug Ford Show on Monday and says, hey, on Saturday we're going into a lockdown because i got to give these people, i got to give them some warning. i got to give them some heads up. Also, do your Christmas shopping now. So <laughs> well, what's, what's happening in those restaurants and areas of the province that aren't in lockdown right now? What's happening in those malls that aren't in lockdown right now, like in Toronto? They're full. And they're full of people from Toronto and Peel. 
and people from those regions that live there that are going out and like, well, I'm going to go out and do my thing right now. i got to get it out there. So the lockdown's coming. Doug Ford says, we're locking down on the 26th. He also said, I can do whatever I want for Christmas. I mean, he didn't really say it, but that's really what he meant, didn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Hmm? I mean, was Doug Ford too busy to watch the modeling information that was put out by his own doctors on his own health command table? Because he was... If he watched it, he was watching a different show than I was. This is Steiny Brown, who who led the modeling information update. He, he's one of the, the key doctors in the command table. And Steiny Brown talked yesterday. He said, he, I looked at areas like France and Australia, places that had seen a steep, steep spike up, just like we're looking at right now. And what was it that was effective in those regions? A hard lockdown. Here's Steiny Brown talking about hard lockdowns and what worked in those places. What's important to note is that virtually all of these jurisdictions have seen growth until they have implemented some form of a harder or more stringent lockdown. Uh, There's been no self-correction in the disease in any of the jurisdictions that we consider pure jurisdictions right now. And so without action, uh, which all of these countries have done to bring it down, you will likely see continued case growth and a great risk of that accelerated case growth. That is Steiny Brown. Without a hard lockdown, like they had in other places, we're going to continue to see growth. That's what he said. That's what the doctor that Doug Ford is supposed to be listening to is saying. So what is a hard lockdown? Steiny Brown said, amongst other things, includes curfews. Strict restrictions on travel, plus clear, consistent communication. Well, that last point, I've already pointed out, we don't have that. What about curfews and restrictions on travel? Well, Doug Ford said, that stuff too draconian. Not going to do it. It is clear in Ontario that the current lockdown is not working. It is clear the exhortation to everybody do your part is not working. Look what has happened in Toronto and Peel over the past 29 days since we've been in lockdown. Have the numbers come down? They have not. So what we have in place isn't working. And now what have we done? We've just said, hmm, well, let's just extend that to the whole province. And here is where we go strong to the whataboutism. Surging case counts, another trip around the carousel, extension of an ineffective lockdown, all of those things are going on in this province right now. And Doug Ford says, hey, well, look at what, what is that over there? That seems to be shiny. What is that thing over there? Doug Ford takes the opportunity to go off on the federal government over testing at Pearson Airport. And remember what I just talked about, those measures that are too draconian to implement in Ontario? Well, I guess that doesn't apply to Pearson Airport. If the prime minister doesn't want to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm I'm not going to put the people of Ontario at risk just because the federal government doesn't want to do tests. We will be doing tests no matter if they support us, which I hope they do, or if they don't support us, which just boggles my mind why they wouldn't. We will be doing tests at Pearson Airport with cooperation, hopefully, with the GTAA. And if they, they want to help us, well, we'll, do, we'll be doing ride checks on the side of the road as people exit because we're not putting people at risk here at Ontario. That is Doug Ford yesterday suggesting that the province would put roadblocks 
and spot checks to test people coming out of Pearson Airport. However, any kind of a curfew or travel restriction or anything beyond just saying, hey, everybody do their part for the rest of Ontario, that's not on. And I'm not, I'm not telling you that, you know, travel isn't a problem. But by their own admission, the graphs that the Ontario government put out yesterday showed that the big problem is close contact, people gathering in homes. It's about what we are doing in our own communities. It's not about travel. <laughs> the federal government, after that, was like, wait, what? Why are you, why are you on about us? Here's the quote. From the federal health minister, the strong travel restrictions and border measures in place in Canada since March are working. You know, you can take issue with that, but how about this one? Only 1.3% of all known COVID-19 cases in Ontario have originated from travel outside the country. What aboutism? Look at over here. Oh, the federal government. Don't look at me. When we come back, it is going to be your opportunity to weigh in. That is my take on where we are right now. What's yours? 416-870-6400. Time for you to tell me what you think. My name is Alan Carter, and that's how I see it. Let me get up on this carousel and go round one more time. Welcome to Ontario, where kids are counting the sleeps until Christmas and doctors working in Ontario hospitals are counting until the 26th when finally the province will institute some kind of extended lockdown across the province. Except for it's the same lockdown that has been utterly ineffective in Toronto and Peel, where it has already been in place for some time. So no more restrictions. Nothing really, no big box changes, no big box store changes. And we're waiting until the 26th. Your opportunity to weigh in, 416-870-6400, Ontario's lockdown. Is it too hard, too soft, or straight-up Goldilocks? Just right. Here's what Andrea Horvath, leader of the NDP, has to say about the fact that Ontario is waiting until the 26th. I really do believe that we're facing this longer, deeper, wider lockdown uh, because because he didn't act sooner and because this delay, in in my estimation, um, is exactly that. It's caving into political pressure from the caucus. It's, uh, it's you know, pressure uh, from big box CEOs. It's, it's, you know, these are the, the things that everybody, I think, knows Mr. Ford is weighing, uh, but mm-hmm. the scale always ends up on, on, you know, delaying decisions, which then hurt Ontarians. It is Andrea Horvath earlier today on this radio station. Let's get to the lines on the lockdown. What do you think? Is it too hard, too soft, or just right? Gord is on line two calling in from Brampton where the numbers are high. Gord. Alan, I'll put your favorite Swiss chalet dinner on on a bet line that the numbers don't go down, that they'll still go up because... 20,000 Amazon employees in the States since October have tested positive. And then we just have one here in Brampton, 400. It's ridiculous. It's coming out of the workplaces. It's not going to – where's the science that, that an outdoor rink or a ski hill is, is causing the transmission? 
I know, but here's what's causing the transmission is people living in congregate care uh, in close quarters, unable to isolate when they have COVID or when they think they have COVID because they're living with, you know, extended family members, which is in a lot of places in this province. And it's people getting together in each other's homes. That's the problem, Gord. I appreciate it. And no sick days, Alan. No sick days. No paid sick days. Thanks, Gord. I I like a uh, I like a half chicken. Oh, thank you very much. Um, a double sauce because uh, I'm all saucy. Wayne is on line three. Wayne, is the lockdown hard enough? Too soft or pure on Goldilocks? No, I think it's it's typical for what this government is is doing. I think the lockdown that they're they're implying is all smoke and mirrors. If they want it to be. Uh, a legitimate lockdown, they would have done it before the Christmas break, but instead, like normal, everything is very vague, very confusing. They want to keep the people of Ontario in the dark, so they don't really know what's going on, but they think they're doing something about it, listening to the experts. If, if, if ICU doctors and physicians are saying this is, it needs to happen now, why would we wait till after everyone gets together? doesn't make sense. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate your call. Let's get to Aaron in Mississauga. You know, Aaron, when we talk about hard lockdown and what we've seen is effective in other places, like whether talking about France or Australia, I mean, we're not going to get that here. And I don't think anybody really wants it. But I guess the question is, Aaron, do we need it? We do. I think the lockdown that we have is weak, very weak. You know, I've always said since March, what we needed was martial law for six weeks. No no going anywhere, stay home, no work, nothing. The COVID like, money that they could have been spending for the last 10 months could have been paid out to once. And we our numbers would have been so low at that point. Six yeah, weeks this is or, what we're talking about when we talk about like circuit breaker. And, you know, I, I, I hate when I see people try and compare us to New Zealand. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's just not the same. We can't. But we did see in places like New Zealand and Taiwan a very, very strict lockdown. And they are now enjoying reaping the benefits of that, of having really put something very stringent in place, like you cannot leave, you like real enforcement. Do you, do you think that... I mean, do you think that that would go over well here, or would there just be an absolute outcry if the Ford government tried something like that? I think there would be an outcry, but at the same time, we need people to start understanding that this the numbers are just rising and rising, and the only way to get control of it is to just, you know what, ground everybody for six weeks. You know, it's a lot to ask. But after the six weeks, we're going to be able to enjoy this spring. We're going to enjoy the summer. Go to the festivals. Go to the fairs. Go to Toronto Pride. You know what I mean? We're going to enjoy a lot more if we just have to just sacrifice six weeks. It's, I know it's a long time to deal with, but at the same time, let's look at the future. If we start doing a harder lockdown now, think of also all the lives that we're not going to be spreading COVID to and all the old age homes that have an actual fighting chance to survive. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate your call. So, it's an interesting take on that. You know, sometimes I open up the phone lines or I invite people to write to me and, and they, they get 
super upset about all kinds of things, but rarely do I hear that many callers just say, I agree with Andrea Horvath. That's just what you did, folks. <laughs> are you, like some of the callers are like, I did? I, I agreed with the NDP? <laughs> but you did. Because Andrea Horvath and, of course, many others and re- doctors as well. Um, I'm being a little facetious, but the you know doctors as well are, are questioning why are we waiting to the 26th? I got to take a quick break, but more calls because we want your take on it. I do want to hear from people who are living in in areas that aren't in the gray area. They're going to go into gray on the 26th. I, more calls about your feeling on the lockdown and, and whether it's a real lockdown or whether it's hard enough, soft enough, or whether it's pure Goldilocks. Welcome to a special edition of the Alan Carter Show. We are really taking your uh, temperature uh, with a a special probe that we have here. It's a special Global News Radio probe. You'll feel a slight discomfort. We're checking your temperature on the lockdown and whether whether you think that the lockdown that was introduced here in the province of Ontario, which keep in mind will not come into effect until the 26th of December, whether or not it is the right thing, whether it should be a hard lockdown with real enforcement, what you make of the whole fact that we're waiting until the 26th. So your opportunity to weigh in as we go to the phone lines and... Alex is on line one, calling in from Gravenhurst, which will go into lockdown on the 26th. How are you feeling about this, Alex? Well, first of all, I'm not too happy about having the lockdown here. However, it's needed to be done. But I also think what we need to do is all the major highways need to have police on them and checking people coming out of the city. Because okay, okay, let me just hold hold you right there, because I, when Doug Ford was asked, not specifically about roadblocks, but it was asked about what would be considered hard lockdown measures with real enforcement, that's one thing that you can have. The other thing would be curfews, that kind of thing. And the Premier said, too draconian. You disagree with Doug Ford on that? I do, because I'm tired of them being up here since March. Uh, the flip side of that would be people would say um, you can't keep keep people away from their own property. So if somebody owns property in Gravenhurst or recreational property, you know they would say the following. Let me just take well, this. My, my let me just say that. Let, hang on, hold, hold on one sec. I'll, I'll get. I'll let you get back to it. Just a second. Hold on. So let's say that you you own vacation property. Uh, in Gravenhurst, and you're going to say, well, I've got two weeks off. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pack the family into the car. We're going to get all our food in Toronto. We're going to drive up to the cottage. We're going to stay there for a week. We're going to come back. We're not going to see anybody. What's the problem with that? Why should they be stopped from doing it? First of all, they don't get their food in Toronto. The stores here have been just crazily packed. There's 20, 30, 45-minute lineups at a giant tiger in Gravenhurst of a population of 13,000. That's the first thing. The second thing you're running into is the people that are coming up are not coming up in matters of two and three. They're coming up with nine, 10, 11 people. They're also coming up to Hidden Valley up in Huntsville to go skiing and stuff like that. Now that skiing's banned, they're still going to come up and use the cottages and stuff like that in there. You know what? The bottom line is our hospitals can't handle it here. The numbers are in the GTA area. Look at Ottawa. Look at how well Ottawa's done, right? So why not do something for the GTA? The problem that you have in Toronto and that GTA is you've got two-bedroom apartments and you've got five people living in them. 
That is definitely a problem in certain parts of this city. You you bet, Alex. Thank you. I appreciate your perspective. Uh, interesting that you mentioned Ottawa. That was another thing that really stuck out me at the Doug Ford Dofo show yesterday, is when he basically said that that Quebecers would just come into Ottawa in droves because of the lockdown in Quebec if Ottawa wasn't also put into a lockdown. Uh, and Mayor Jim Watson from Ottawa has strenuously disagreed. And now the Ontario government is really f- uh, pushing back, saying that uh, the mayor of Ottawa uh, is being irresponsible in his uh, opposition to a wider lockdown right across the province. Let's get to Tom on line three. Tom, your thoughts on the lockdown? Does it need to go further? Hi, Tom. How are you? Excellent. How are you today? Well, I feel a little gray zone. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not in the, well, uh, I'm in the gray zone, but I'm not worrying about that. I wasn't calling about the lockdown specifically, although that's what everybody seems to want to talk about. I, uh, my concern was listening to all the health professionals talking, not one of them, including these shows, is talking about any kind of prevention. None. What are you talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean? I talk about what you, like a prophylactic? No, I'm talking about vitamin D3, zinc, <clears throat> the, the studies that have been been. What are you, what, you're gonna next thing you're gonna tell me? I gotta should inject myself with bleach? I, no, 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 no. You're not listening to me. I'm 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 in the health profession. I just want to tell you a few things. I came back from Sweden. <clears throat> I was there for three weeks in October, and I was in the land of the liberal and free people. And I was at a health conference, and the main topic of conversation was why the rest of the world is asleep at the switch when you're when you're looking around. But the, the, I know I don't have enough time with you. The biggest yeah, point yeah. Is, I, I, you know what, Tom? I, I'm I'm so, I'm sorry, Tom. It's not that I don't believe that you're a health professional, but I, I you know, I, I, maybe I could check your CV, and we can talk about it a different time when we're talking about a different topic. Call me again, Tom. I appreciate your call, Jeff's in Oakville. Uh, because I want to talk to, to people in uh, Halton specifically. Uh, Jeff, I'm heading your way. I'm going to go do some shopping. Oakville Place is beautiful this well, time of year. Well, because you've got a couple of days, and that's fine, because you know what? We've been beaten down all year. Retailers are suffering. Small businesses closing. Your previous callers and graveyards said locked down the highways. Are you welcoming martial law? Why don't we invite the, the Chinese Communist Party to take over uh, our federal government? You know, okay, well, hey, you've got to throw down a little CCP. Let me, let me. Have you seen the the shots out of Wuhan lately? Let, earlier this week, uh, Reuters had a whole bunch of uh, shots of of what what's going on in Wuhan, where they have not had a case since what the spring, May, I think that I had a last uh, last case. Believe, so people are out and they're enjoying themselves, and you know why they're doing that. And listen, I am not arguing for a communist system, but you know why they are able to do that is because man, when they locked that thing down, they locked it down. You don't think. We won't need that kind of, you know, if even if we can't go that far, we don't need something more strenuous in terms of keeping people in their homes so they don't go out and they don't get together. Okay, guys, say one thing, though. Yeah, you you bet. Last last point. My grandfather fought in World War One for freedom for this country. So you're gonna say, oh, you know, my dying grandmother's in Mississauga, and I'm in Oakville. I can't go visit her. No one's around. She has. She's been housebound for a year. Uh, oh, no, no, we're going to lock the highway down, close the QEW down. You can't see your dying grandmother. The guy in Gravenhurst, you know what? We're still, still a free society. Let's do what we're told. Let's do what we're, oh, again, what we're told. And, 
But I you just, know what? Let's, let's not go crazy about this. All right, Jeff, I appreciate that. Thanks, man. You know, okay, well... I hear that. I do. I hear that. And listen, if you think I'm arguing for a police state and law, you know, you know, and the guys with the the helmets and the whole bit and all the highways and you know, flashing lights and papers, please, and all the rest of it, I'm I'm not. But I I I, I think all of us have to look at the numbers and 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 look at what's happened and say, well, the lockdown we have and the messaging that we have, which is everybody do your part, isn't working. It's not working. I got to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to talk more about what's happening in this province. I want to talk about ski hills a little bit and more of your calls on our special show as we weigh in on whether or not the lockdown is Goldilocks or is it too hard or too soft. That's the podcast for today. Don't forget the Alan Carter Show live weekdays starting at noon.